Don't get excited about a deal. Like, great, you found a good deal. Mm -hmm. Good job. Go get another one. Typically stage anywhere from 35 to 50 houses a month. I'm going to close the books at about 1.1 million in sales. That's great. Because ever since day one, I've tracked number of deals closed, price point, all a, dump, a number of different metrics. If you, get, if you get bogged down in that one deal, you may be really you know, disappointed when it's done and you thought you were going to make $30,000 on it and you make six. All right. How's it going, everybody? This is uh, Yellowbird Podcast number one. Really excited about this. Um, the last one was just me and Kyle. Now we have um, Sarah Rocco here with us. She runs the Rocco Group over at Keller Williams in Southside, which is where our licenses are too. So I know Sarah personally. Um, and uh, looking looking forward to get into what she's doing at the Rocco Group. And uh, they are a Jacksonville top top producing real estate group. Uh, I was just looking at the Real Producers magazine um, right before you got here, Sarah, and I think mm-hmm. I saw it. you guys. It could be inaccurate at this point, but in, as of September, you guys were over twelve million, right? Am I right about that? I'm sure you're this more year, now. Yeah, we're about this to year. thirty million. Right, that's awesome. Um, that's, Thank you for having me. Yeah, way. absolutely. Appreciate Thanks it. for being here. Um, do you think you could get everyone just a quick background? Because I don't. I was just. We were just talking. I said I don't even know really your background, Sarah. Where you're from? How you ended up? Um, where you're at now, just real quick. Sure, absolutely. So I started in real estate 34 months ago, but who's counting, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I had no idea it was that recent. Right, yeah, it hasn't been that long. And I, I started and I gave myself about a year to see if it was the right path I should be on. And uh, I would say that I approached my career then as I was a brand before I was even a brand. And because I was in it for the long game, if it was going to be the right path. So we started and I was a single agent and I realized very quickly that in order to have freedom, you have to create a team. And by team, you have to uh, build out systems and models that people are attracted to. So we built that out and started growing the team. And you find that if you build it, you'll attract talent. And so our goal was to then focus on how do we attract talent and how do we attract individuals that want to work with myself and the organization. So we right now we're at uh, 12, yeah, 12 individuals total in our organization. We've expanded to Sarasota. And our goal, if you want to know our vision of what the future looks like for the Rocco Group, It's going to be the number one uh, real estate team in North Florida. We'll be in Orlando, Tampa, and Jacksonville, and Sarasota. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. I was just looking at... uh I was just looking at your website before you got here too, and I saw you at twelve people, and that blew me away. I do follow you guys on Facebook, so I always okay. see your videos and stuff. We stalk you too, <laughs> <laughs> but I had no idea um, how quickly you were bringing agents on. Mm-hmm. Are all so you just expanded to Sarasota? Um, you have twelve people. What percentage? Which ones of them are here? Which ones are in Sarasota? So we have two agents in Sarasota and a transaction manager. We have uh, the bulk of everyone here at the hub in Jacksonville. Yep. So we're going to keep the hub and the uh, system, the organization piece of it here and then expand. So 
one of the main reasons I, I did want to have you on is because I, di- I didn't know it was only 34 months you've been in real estate. I thought it was, you'd been we can call in it, it a while. Years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when you got started, um, can you talk about like kind of what that was like being a single agent and how, how quickly did you realize that you needed a team behind you? Well, I think you can you can go two ways in in real estate, and you can make it uh, to where it's. And someone told me this at the very beginning. They said, "Have you think of it like this, right? Have you been in real estate for five years, or have you been in your first year of real estate five years in a row?" Hmm. And so I went <sighs> into it knowing that I is that's a is, great is, mindset to go into right? it with. <laughs> Uh, I didn't want to be the same in a year. I didn't want to be the same in five years. And so I knew I needed to do things differently as I progressed. So I approached my career like that to where it was as soon as I could. And in in real estate, it's very easy to get distracted. Mm -hmm. You know, I talked to a lot of agent, new agents about this to get distracted by the shiny objects and everything you should do, right? Like podcast or video or audio, what, whatever it is, there's always something to be distracted by. And so you have to put your head down and work. And I really wanted to be relevant and be a top player. And I, and I knew in order to do that, I had to just stay focused, right? <clears throat> And I was like the little engine that could amongst giants, I felt like. But it was exciting. Can you can you tell me about uh was were you in the Keller Williams Southside office originally? Mm-hmm. Can you tell me about like getting your first listing and what you were doing for marketing? So if someone's listening that's uh just getting started or just got their license right. and eventually wants to build a team like you did, mm-hmm. just what did that first year look like? What were you doing for marketing to find your first listing? And who who was your first hire when you started to build the Rocco Group? Yeah, great questions. Um, I would say that there's a lot of excuses you can have in real estate, right? Number one. So to give everyone just a quick background, I moved to Jacksonville. I didn't know anyone. And I started real estate, which is the recipe for success. Don't know, you know, you don't know anyone. And so I had to door knock. I was uh, doing open houses every weekend. I was sitting at Starbucks introducing myself to everyone and anyone, right? So I was I was grinding it out hardcore for, you know, 12 months, probably 90-hour weeks. Let me just interject real quick because sure. I love your door knocking videos that you put up. You still to this day being a top producer in Jacksonville, you still force your people to go out and door knock well, and it's just so effective. And I, I, I love a, watching those. As a those. leader, you have to live by example right? and you have to show them how to do it and that you're not above any of that, mm-hmm. even though you're a leader. And I think that's why we've had successes. I treat everyone like equals, like partners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was my first year. That was how I got the bulk of my business. And in my first year, we did uh, 27 transactions. That's crazy, though. You didn't know anybody in Jacksonville. It didn't so you sound didn't like have, a lot at that point. I mean, it is, though. To yeah. Most people can't even... I mean, most agents come in and they do a couple, but that's because mm-hmm. they're not door knocking, going to Starbucks, mm-hmm. do, meeting, talking to people. I mean, that's, that's how you get there. So that's really mm-hmm. cool. So you have to be willing to put in the work and stay mm-hmm. focused. 
Uh, so did I did that, and then I realized pretty quickly that you only have so much time in the day, and you only have so much bandwidth. And uh, so then uh, grew or hired my first uh, assistant, and that's when things really started changing. And we, was that Matt? That was Matt. <laughs> Still with you. He moved all the way from New Jersey for this job. <laughs> really? True story. I did not know that. And we had never met face to face. Wow. But the way I presented where we were going, wow. he was sold. How did you find him? Uh, through a mutual friend. So I Just played a- beach volleyball and oh my God. Yeah, met him through someone who knew him. So... And you just interviewed him on the phone a couple interviewed of times. Interviewed him on the phone. And I mean, obviously he was a phenomenal hire because he's still with you. Yeah, and he's phenomenal. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I think the key is treating your, uh, you know, hires your people in your organization uh, great, right? And promoting from within if you can. Right. That's the key. They're they're more, in my opinion, they're more important than even the clients that right. you're serving. You have to. Your team is. Number one. Yeah, and kind of touching back on what you said is, you know, when would an agent, if they were wanting to pivot into the team, you know, role, what would that look like? And I think that you you realize that it's you you have to change your perspective because it's difficult to think I'm going to have to pay someone some of the money I make, but it's really a mind shift of. You know, if I pay someone to do my 80%, I can focus on what I'm best at to then go get more business. Mm-hmm. And so I will pay someone. And, and if you think of it as an investment from a 30-day investment to a 60-day to a 90-day investment versus a year investment, that that helped me be able to take those steps. That's great. Mm-hmm. So... You have your assistant now, mm-hmm. and he's helping you with transactions, And I'm guessing? Yeah. No. So actually, he just took away all of the paperwork. He right. took away... I had a transaction coordinator as well. I hired them simultaneously. So I had an assistant that did all the transactions and an assistant that did all of the back-end building, building our systems, building our how we were going to run our organization. So he took that, and we really went through a year... Uh, and, and we've had our team 18 months. Wow. Happened quick. Like when I hear myself say that, <laughs> it's a little surprising. You hired him 18 months ago? Mm-hmm. Wow. So. And so we went through that next year of, and I, I tell individuals, it's like a bow and arrow. You have to pull back to go forward. You have to slow down to go forward. That's, and as that's an really agent, good. that's hard. It's really difficult to put the brakes on mm-hmm. to build out the foundation to then blast off. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting way to put it. But I'm um, thinking about your business and where were you were at that point. Mm-hmm. My guess is that your highest and best use, where you're making, you know, where you're making the most money, is face to face with people. Right. Your highest and best use is being on listing appointments. Being with buyers and talking to people, being on the phone, it's not doing paperwork. So, right. Or really, I love coaching and training as mm-hmm. well. Door knocking. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Door knocking. That's funny that you started that way because I, I had a similar start. It's just, really? uh, okay. it's, it's, it's funny hearing your story of Starbucks and door knocking because, I mean, we were just talking about lead generation before before we went live here and it's all about there's no secrets to it it's all about executing when i started it was 
I, I door knocked. I called every every single person on face or on Craigslist and made an offer. I was making offers on the MLS, and really, that's that's all it takes. Can you? It, it, so I'm not in the agent side of things, but I see, you know, my, my fiance was with edge group for a while and I see, you know, these teams and what they're doing from my view of it. Um, I know it's important to have a good culture and everything, but really it's all about lead gen, mm-hmm. right? hundred oh, percent. Can you tell me, um, kind of what your lead gen looks like now, where you're putting your money? Is it print? Is it Facebook? And what's working the best for you right now? Yeah, that's a great question. So again, I'm, I'm fairly new, so I'm still figuring it out. And what you find really quickly is that you want to utilize social media. And you want to not only utilize social media, you want to be a, a household name. So how do you become that? And it's continual content. And we've had to pivot into video because we know that within the next 12 to 18 months, video is going to be probably the only thing that is relevant on Facebook. And I did my first live video probably a year ago. And I, from now on, I'll probably only be live Mm -hmm. because how great is it to see someone in just their who they are. That's what people want to watch right. is the day to day. That's what right. me and Cody talk about yeah. too. People, you don't think people want to see it uh-huh. or I didn't at yeah. first, but people want to see day to day. People want to see what you are doing right. at 1030 in the morning on a Tuesday. It's interesting to Why? people. Yeah. And, okay. <laughs> but you've been successful. You. Right. So it's like, what does it take to do that? Yeah. What does she do actually day to day? So I've and seen it's your not live perfect. video. I love to talk to agents and talk to anyone who follows me about the times I've messed up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's turned out for the best mm-hmm. or the times that it hasn't been perfect because real estate is not all glitz and glam. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a misconception. It right? definitely so is. So we are heavily, <laughs> yeah, we heavily lead generate online. Uh, that's where, where is it on Google uh, or so your website? So what we found is that um, Facebook actually, there, there's talk that it has more data than Google from how it can capture the analytics and capture information about their users. And so we have uh, partnered with a really great online platform company that um, allows us to market pretty heavily on Facebook and Instagram is our other big one. And are those converting to buyers and listings, Facebook and Instagram, or is it more branding if you follow up? (laughs) Right, so it's about having the workforce in place to then follow up. What do you use for your CRM to follow up? And Well, we use a company called Follow-Up Boss mm-hmm. is our CRM, and it only works as good as the people using oh, it. Oh, of course. Right? Like 100%. Right. And so Everyone's in 2019, at the end, of, like just over the past month, my, my team and the, the back-end support has literally sweat drops of blood <laughs> probably <laughs> over building out these action plans and these follow-up plans in order to convert at a higher level. Do you, uh, your follow-up plan, mm-hmm. is it the same no matter how the lead comes in? The timeline of, okay, we touch them with a text message, we touch them with a mm-hmm. call, an email. So we touch them with a lot of video now, right? Because we want to put a face to mm-hmm. that. So we use a company called Bomb Bomb Video. And, uh, you know, it goes, it doesn't go to spam. So bomb bomb has found a way to bypass the spam. So someone fills out a 
something on Instagram mm-hmm. that maybe they're interested in selling their house, they immediately mm-hmm. get a video of you talking to them. Mm-hmm. That's that's huge. Yeah, it's I huge. think that's great. Right. And so I and my team will tell you it's it's painful for them that aren't used to being on video. And it's a, it's a it's a it's you have a job painful. or you, it's, <laughs> it's right. It's, but that's the way the organizations that's the way the industry is going. Yep. So if they don't lean into the uncomfortableness you of have that, to. then it, they may not have a part in our organization. I get that. Yeah. I, it's, I will say it, you get numb to it. Mm-hmm. I was extreme and I still am extremely, right. uh, it's tough when you have a camera facing you. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot easier me and you talking now. I, it's then talking to a camera and having things you're supposed to say. So if you're not used to being on camera, that's a tough jump. Right. And um, I think the misconception is it has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And you and I had talked about this. It actually doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to do it. Exactly. And those bloopers, we just made a video. The bloopers <laughs> are the funniest part of you screwing up. Um, one thing I wanted to compliment you on, too, I was doing some just looking at you guys this past week, is you do your uh, Rocco reports on mm-hmm. video. I think those are hugely valuable. And I, I, it, it was a connect in my mind because I'm a big fan of uh, Barbara Corcoran um, and the way she built her team and her empire in New York City is when Facebook wasn't around back then, she was doing print ads and just sending out reports of the current state of the market. Mm-hmm. Now you're doing it with video mm-hmm. and I mean, I just, in, in my humble opinion, I think that's exactly what you need to be doing is adding value to people. And then they're like, oh, three months from now, they saw, you know, you showed them what was going on with the market. And they're like, oh, well, I'm going to use them to sell. They obviously know what they're doing and they know what's going on and they added value to me. Right. So you have to make sure it's relevant to your viewers and also brings value. Mm-hmm. And so those are the two things we're, we're aiming to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really good. Um, I'm going to shift a little bit okay. because I know, um, like me, you're big into fitness and your mornings and stuff. And I just want to talk a little bit about how you start your day because that's a common theme, another common theme, just like how you got started grinding that way. But another common theme about people that are successful is mornings and fitness. I think there's a huge correlation between those two and fitness is something I'm hugely passionate about. I love talking about it. So can you talk about your morning? And, uh, I know a while back you did a marathon and you're training for a marathon. Can you talk about kind of what you're doing now and what your, your schedule looks like? If I voice it, I have to do it right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're on our thousands and thousands of listeners. (laughs) So at the uh, end of every year, I map out my next year Mm -hmm. of what that looks like. And I always put in any fitness challenges I want to do first and then any vacations. First thing I do. So this next year, that's what I've already done. And so I will say that when I, so I have three children and when I have the children, I have to get up at 4 a.m. And when I don't have them, I get up at (laughs) 5. And because I know that that's the only me time I'm going to have. So I get up, I do my meditation, I I lay on a PMF mat, which is like electronic. It it gets your mind right. So meditation, uh, it's something I've uh, looked into a lot. Mm -hmm. I am not a meditator, um, but I I know how hugely beneficial it is. Mm -hmm. 
Have you found it's made a huge difference for you? And how long have you been doing it? So have you read Miracle Morning? Yes. Okay. Yep. And you didn't start? <laughs> no. <laughs> I tried. I tried for a little bit and I okay. was just like, you know what? Like maybe I'm not like a meditating guy. I right. just, I couldn't do it. Right. Um, I, so I may try suggests, again, like, I believe five minutes per section and I do one minute and then I did two, right? Because I have to start small. Otherwise mm-hmm. I won't do it. So, uh, I do about two minutes of meditating. It's very, sm- because to clear your mind for two whole minutes is actually a struggle when you're like you and I, yeah. <laughs> right? And so I do that and then I breathe. I just breathe. It's very simple, right? But it gets your mind right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I go to the gym and I work out for about an hour and depending on what I'm training for at that point, um, is what I'm going to focus on. So you have, during your meditation, are you thinking also about like where you want to be the top or or does that come after meditation? So during my meditation, I am trying to be blank and just clear my mind of anything at all. So actually it's, it's not to plan anything. It's not to do anything. It's just to be in a blank space, just myself. It's pretty powerful once you actually can control that. Right. Uh, At first, I mean, I've read about it, and at first Mm -hmm. it talks about how, you know, obviously there's always thoughts bouncing around your head, but you've got to kind of gently push them away is the metaphor that they use is that's kind of what you do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's been good. So this year we have booked the Spartan Beast, uh, which is... I've done a Tough Mudder, and it's about 10 miles, and I think there was 20 obstacles, and it wasn't, it just wasn't tough, Uh right? And so we'll do Spartan, and the Beast is a half marathon with uh, 30 obstacles. It's supposed to be pretty amazing. Where is it? California. Cool. Yeah, so we'll go out there in May. Um, and then we're going to, the gate river run is huge here. Do you mm-hmm. run that? I, I never have. I think okay. we're doing it this year though. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Do it. So my goal is to get in the top 10%. Now I'm putting it out there. So, I have to. <laughs> so you do the whole thing. Yeah. Awesome. Have you run yeah. one? Be- I, I, by that, I mean like the half or the full, you do right. the full marathon. Okay. Well, so the gate river run is a 15 K. Oh, okay. Okay. So I was I, thinking but of the I, and I have done a full marathon. So in 2016, I did a full marathon, January 2016. And what was fascinating about that is in 2015, I put it out there to the world. <laughs> and that will bite you. Yeah. Because in November, someone said, how's that marathon going? Called out. And I got called out. And I can't stand that. Like, I'm so uber competitive that I trained from November to January and ran a marathon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that's not an easy feat. No. Like, I don't know if I'll ever do it again. <laughs> but I am, uh, in 2020, we're going to do a Ironman. Cool. Yeah, oh, so man. Yeah, you got to start yeah, planning for that Ironman. early. Yeah. I don't think you can just do two yeah. months of running yeah. and then do so, one. And I, I believe you're 100% right that successful people have a set schedule of winning the morning. Mm-hmm. And then everything else can happen after that. And so when you study the most successful people in any organization, an athlete, a realtor, someone that's doing anything at a high level, that, that is how they win. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. Well, 
I appreciate talking to you, Sarah. Um, can you, do you have any more? I, I, I envision this as, uh, our listeners being, we're not sure who our audience is quite going to be yet, but I envision it as, um, realtors that are just starting that want to be you in three years from now. Mm -hmm. So do you have any, you know, last advice on someone just starting out that's, trying to do the Starbucks, trying to door knock and just getting denied, denied over and over again and possibly getting, you know, made fun of by other people that are like, you know, there's just a lot of pressure when you take that jump into real estate that right. failure is easy. Do you have any advice for someone who's starting off and has been at it four months and still does not have a listing and just showing buyers around still doesn't have a contract? Right. Well, I would say that make sure if you're, so you're either lazy and if you're doing the activities, you're not lazy or you're lacking in skill. So if you find yourself doing all the activities and you're consistent in that and you're still not getting to the next level, if you can invest in yourself to get better education better skill, whether it's a coach, whether it's showing up in the market center and actually interacting with other agents, seeing what they're doing, that would be my largest piece of advice because there's a lot of people with the drive as an agent. They have the drive to do it and then they don't have the skill behind it. So if I could say that that was one thing that I did in my first year is I hired a coach. I surrounded myself around the biggest agents I could. And that's Huge. the key. You're the average of the five people you hang out with most. You know, I had to uh, really determine who are my top five. Who, if I'm the average of you, I better step up my, my circle. Right? Mm -hmm. And so we did that. And, or so I did that. And then I started um, perfecting my skill. And so if you can invest in yourself, do that. Because if you have the drive mixed with skill. There you go. You have it. And ask questions, ask mm -hmm. questions. I, I hung out with some of the top producers in our, in our office because I wasn't going to hang out with the, and I don't want to say low hanging fruit, but the people that aren't going to get to the next level, I want to be with the best. Mm -hmm. And so train your mind, even if you've been in the industry for one month or 10 years that you are a top producer if you're that in your mind. Is that fair? Absolutely yeah. right. Absolutely so. right. It's all 100% about mindset. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, well, I really appreciate you coming in, Sarah. Thank you for having uh, me. Yeah. This was fun, wasn't it? It was awesome. Yeah. And yeah. They you're doing really, a great thing. I'm so proud yeah, of you they're guys. Fun that's to, exciting. They're fun to do and they're fun to listen to. Mm -hmm. So um, check them out, the Rocco Group. Follow them on Facebook. Um, she already put it out there that she is going to be the top team in North Florida. So now we got to hold her to it and call her out yes. if she doesn't get there. <laughs> you know how competitive I am. <laughs> It'll happen. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right.